I'm putting on shit, I know my city proud as hell Pain in the scars, in the hood we stayed Dealing raw, now I get paid with the bars Yo, 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 welcome to another episode of the Polly Rob Podcast. I'm the Council Polly Rob. I appreciate y'all tuning in and showing mad love. Make sure you like and subscribe to my YouTube channel because I'm doing video now. I'm on my video thing right now. And, you know, I appreciate y'all tuning in and leaving me comments with that. So make sure you like and subscribe on the YouTube, hit the notifications button. And then, of course, the audio will always be on all of the podcast platforms. Apple Podcasts, uh, iHeartRadio, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, um, uh, TuneIn. We we everywhere. We everywhere. You know what I mean? So make sure y'all show some love. And I got a special guest today. You know I don't do a lot of guests. Y'all know I don't do a lot of guests. But when I do, it means something. And it means something to the culture of what we're in. You know, uh, you know music, entertainment, family, life. And it also means something to me because the people that I decide to have conversations with uh, are dear to me. You know what I mean? So first, I want to introduce the man, the legend, the father, the podcaster, the radio personality, the rapper, the comedian, the good friend, the counselor to a lot of things that go on in his community. You know what I mean? It's a lot going on, man. I want y'all to give a warm welcome to my guy, Headcrack, man. Yo, thank you so much for, like, the stellar introduction, man. Sometimes I, I forget of, about all those things. I just kind of just keep going, you know what I mean? But, yo, I got it's an honor to be here, my G. Man, off top. First thing I want to say before I get into my, my other updates is Headcrack undoubtedly always has the best water in this house. I promise you. <laughs> I don't know how much he spends on water, but it's the best water ever. Let me tell you, I got to send a major shout out to Amazon with the subscribe and save. You know what I'm saying? They, so they, they take a little like 10, 15 percent off if you keep running it back. You know what I mean? Yeah, come on. Hey, we need and that. Here's the crazy thing, because I was about to drink an energy drink before, you know, because I've been up since 4 a.m., right? Jeez. But I was like, I, I took a swig of the Insetia. I'm Gucci. You I'm good. good. You know, an uh, Asian acupuncture dude said, Stop borrowing from tomorrow's energy today. Mm. You know what I mean? Like sometimes we like so over caffeinate ourselves and so and do so many things to keep us running. Right. Literally, you're borrowing from tomorrow. Right. So, like, yo, why don't you just drink some water and some healthy things and just try to go to bed at a decent time? Right. And and for me, like I always drink. Um, well, I try to get a gallon a day in, but if I don't, I always make sure I drink a glass or two glasses of water before I go to sleep. And then when I wake up to start my day, I got to drink that first glass of water. And then I do my tea after that. And then the whole day starts. You know what I mean? See, but for I sure. Gotta, I got to work on that myself because I'll start with water and then I'll turn it to something else. Mm-hmm. You know, by adding things to it. Like, oh, now it's tea. Now, like, you know, then you put the carbonated yeah. bubbles in it with the uh, little uh, soda stream. And now it's like, you know, club soda and pineapple. And it's something to, yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, I, I never realized how important. Uh, tea is to the aging body. <laughs> Especially the different types of tea. If you pull up on the right, like, you know, supermarket where they have, yeah. like, a tea wall. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? They got a tea for everything. Yeah, I, I, I definitely, 
um, one of my homegirls, she's heavy in the tea. So I told her, I was like, look, I was just, I was just like uh, Dr. Strange in, 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 in uh, part one. Teach me. I want to learn about all the teas. I want to learn about what they specifically do. Um, I think that's very essential. For now, for me, I'm just on like the ginger and turmeric or yeah. like the green tea. My, you know, my kids, we all drink a cup every morning. You know what I'm saying? Um, so that's as far as I went. I didn't get into all the sexy ass shit with it's like the honeydew melon with the apricot. I I, I ain't get into that yet. <laughs> Bro, the rabbit hole goes so deep. I went to like this spot that sell crystals and all that other types of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And they had like a, a sacred tea aisle. They had a one joint called Howlin' Wolf. And like, you know, whoa, you know, you're really getting into a different caliber of tea when it's not in the bag already. When it's you know not saying? in the bag, when they got to bag it up like like dope. They got to bag it up like well, dope. It came like in a little like bottle, right? But you uh-huh. had to put it, you got to put it in a little thing with the clamp and then drop it in the water, mm-hmm. you know, or like you can get the little mesh thing where you can drop it in the water. It's very involved and you really yeah. got to be super in the tea to do that shit. Yeah. I like no one else in the world is having the conversation we're having right now. Right, right. I'm definitely getting to that point where I want to indulge in that. Like when I, when I buy my first house, that's like one of those things on the list, uh, mm. along with like my pasta maker, sausage maker. And I just got a list of things that I want to have in the house to just upgrade the whole aesthetic of what's going on. You know what I mean? Those are fly things though. Got to do it. And speaking about houses, yo, yo, check the backgrounds. I'm telling you, we on our background. Tip, background, you know what I'm saying? Background game strong. Listen, if y'all already know what my background is, then you a real off top. If you don't know, y'all just got to step y'all game up. You know what I'm saying? My background is the Al Bundy Married with Children set. You know what I mean? And I just wanted to feel like, I just want to feel like the man in the house for today. You know what I mean? On whatever level. You know what I mean? And then also the topic that we're going to talk about today, which we're going to get into it. Um, He's one of one of the guys that I got a chance to watch a different perspective from what I'm originally used to. You know what I mean? So I definitely had to have that background. So, so tell them about your background because it's fire. And I, I start going crazy as soon as I saw it. So I'm originally from New York, right? But Damn I'm a right. citizen of I'm a citizen of the world, right? So like I mean, like I, I have joint custody in multiple states, but New York is uh, where I got my like my life skills training, and uh, right. it, the, we have these stores called Bodegas. Damn and right, Bodegas have an assortment of everything that you could possibly imagine. Whether you want to buy a sandwich, weed, a gun. A Marino's Icy, mm-hmm. the green and yellow joints, uh, you know, that like Potter Pops, the whole nine. Uh, you can get it all done right there. A little chopped cheese sandwich, whatever you talk about, right? And, uh, you know, and yes. like, I guess personality-wise, I am kind of like a bodega. Like, I mm-hmm. serve a lot of things with my brand of entertainment. So uh, I, th- I felt like this was a great representation of, you know, where we was trying to go this evening. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, Let's go. and, and both sides connected. You know, it's crazy. Cause, like, you know, even with your background, I was legit watching Married with Children the other night. Mm-hmm. The show still holds up so well. Yeah. Still never got why, like, Al was always running from uh, Big Red. You know what I'm saying? Yep. <laughs> said, yo, yo, Peggy could have got the biz. Easy. And the one thing that I noticed about that show, um, all the jokes still hold up. I'm talking about it's just as funny as when you first watched it 
now with all the experience you've gotten to like you gotta remember i'm watching this as a as a kid as a little one Mm -hmm. and fast forward to now the jokes are if not even more fun you know what i'm saying because now i've been through the experiences of dealing with some of those things even okay so this is my theory i always say that uh no ma'am was the prerequisite for me too Yes. You feel what I'm saying? I was legit watching one of those No Man episodes the other day, and it's like, yo, none of this stuff would never be able to fly. Never fly! Yo, we was getting away with murder in the 80s and 90s with the things that were acceptable to say, which, you know, as a society, we had to evolve and some of the stuff we frowned upon. But to be able to live through all that and watch it in real time? But that would be a great versus. Me Too versus No Man. That would be a great versus. My money's on no man. It was, was really strong in, in their beliefs and convictions. Right. Me too has a lot more power because I've watched people like you know like get the lever yes. pulled on him and not come back for it. Like look at James right. Franco. James oh, a, Franco was supposed to sweep the Oscars with the um. Damn it! What was the movie called? The yeah. The disaster artist. Is that he, yep. He was supposed to sweep. And like, yo, they 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 meet to them. Well, he meet to himself, I guess. Right. And then he was out of there. The only problem I have with a lot of these things is like, too, like when people get canceled, mm-hmm. you can't act like the art didn't exist, right? Yeah, yeah, man. I think that's what I battle with a lot. I, I battle with, you know, for me, like, I'm I'm very emotional when I get into things in terms of uh, not defending, but just loving the art so much. That mm-hmm. when, you know, stories come up, allegations come up, um, I'm always torn between it's like, yo, I still want to indulge this music the way I want to or this art or new movies or whatever. But respectfully, you do have to tune into what actually happened because that also makes a decision on how I approach things and how I deal with things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think when you look at the R. Kelly situation, and yes. I know that's... Very situation much so. has a lot of people torn, but so. as you listen to the dailies of everything that's coming back from like the daily court cases yep. and, and the trial or whatnot, and even things that I personally know, it's like, yo, it's hard to really rock with this guy's music because I'm a big fan of separating the art from the person. Yes, but yes. that's one of those rare situations where you, you, you really can't, can't, you can't, unless they switched it up to where, like, you know what, I from this point on. Every dime that's made goes to like victims or some level of a fund. Right, exactly. Where like then that know, makes sense. Supports well, exploited women. Yeah, and then, and then for me, it's like okay. First off, I, I'm gonna say I got two confessions to make for sure. Okay. Okay. So first confession is every now and then I gotta turn on like happy people or something. Just, I, I, I gotta turn it on. And, and let me explain why. It, let me explain why. You had a bad, because you had a bad uh, space, you know? Yeah. Because I feel like, first off, the record is fine. Happy people, then like backyard party. Like those records are fun family reunion style records. It has absolutely nothing to do with sex, which I think that in 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 his right, like I would, I would not listen to anything sexual from his catalog. Mm-hmm. But the happy people, come on, man, I'll be two-stepping. I can't yeah. not two-step. You know what I'm saying? And then it, it's a record that I believe is out right now with the Isley Brothers, and it's a dope record. And when I listen to it, I'm like, oh, R. Kelly wrote that. There's so oh, many yeah. records that R. Kelly wrote, and it's like, I hear it, I'm like, damn it. I want to listen to it, but 
<clears throat> can't listen to it. You know what I mean? So that's the first confession. Second is, and I don't know what the future holds, but I have an R. Kelly playlist that I don't press play on. But at the exact moment or whatever that we figure out that this is not what it is and he's innocent on whatever level, I'm pressing play for the next seven days. I'm, I'm sorry, doing Rob, You're never going to be able to press play. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. But Yo. I'm just, I got it just in case. I got it in the chamber just in case. I feel you. The crazy thing is, you know, because I'm so naive, I never believe anything. You know, especially, well, I'm less naive now, right? right? I used to give everybody the benefit of the doubt. And I remember when a lot of this stuff, even when I was a kid, it's like, mm -hmm. what? He married Aaliyah? That's, ain't he like, you know, and right. I'm, in the, I'm in the eighth grade. Like, right, right. This is not right. He should be stopped, but he continued to come out with bops and we just overlooked it, right? Right. So years go by, right? So and a friend of mine who's in the business ended up involved with this dude. Mm -hmm. And he called me one day. Like, yo, this dude's crazy. I got to get out of here. You lend me some money. That's like, I know you, but I don't know you like that. That, right. And I, and then, like, I was hearing about the things that were going on. And it's like, and then when you see the surviving R. Kelly and you see that this person's stories is matching other people's stories, like, oh, wow, this was all true. Like, this dude is like, I, I think in order to be that talented, it also has to be like a pit of darkness. Yeah, also the, too. Because, like, yeah, the yin yeah. and the yang thing, like, because the dude yeah. is just. A genius, musical genius, yeah. sexual deviant. Yeah, we 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 just all have to pray, especially us creatives, that we don't go down that path. We keep our creative energy, but don't go down the other paths of like alcoholism and you know doing wild shit, violence. You know what I mean? Like, because mm -hmm. uh, it's a very fine line. You can one step is greatness the next step is doing something that will destroy everything in your life and i'm pretty sure you you know you are on that line some point by you being so popular you know what i mean um i mean i think hopefully my sessions never go too much further than like collecting polo and transformers <laughs> you know what i'm saying like right, i'm right. a very big polo enthusiast and i'm just they're having a very dry year however uh transformers they keep making them i keep buying them Got like 19 bumblebees. Gotta have uh, it. You know what I'm saying? I'm ODing with G.I. Joe right now. Like, I'm collecting all the things I was into as a kid and couldn't afford. How do like, you I'm feel, at that phase of my life. How do you feel about the um, the Transformers, the next phase in the Transformers movies? Because now they're going to Unicron. Of course, the Beast Wars, they're exercising those elements and doing backstories. Yeah. Uh, I like the thing that Netflix just did, right? Uh -huh. And I was very, I was one of those people who was like G1 or nothing, you know? Because even when they came out with the Beast Wars back in the day, I'm yeah. like, yo, what is this? No, thank you. I didn't, then, I didn't rock with Beast Wars at all. Bro, and as time went by, people was telling me about how fire Beast Wars was. Like, actually, it's not even in the past. It's actually in the future. Whoop-de-whoop-de-whoop-de-whoop. I still haven't watched that all the way through. Right. But I read enough synopsises to be like, okay, I get it. But then when I watched the Netflix one and they, like, merged the two worlds, I'm like, right. okay, this is dope. So I'm here for the next chapter, long as Michael Bay isn't doing the long as Michael one. Bay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like... Because, like, I felt like all the Transformers movies weren't trash, but the first one was. The first yeah, live action yeah, movie was yeah. hot garbage, right? Yeah. Two was good. Two and three, good. I think, it was the best. In my yeah. opinion, action-wise, and 
they took a different turn. Two, they made it very humorous, but very vulgar. And then mm. three, they were more so like they, 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 they I think they put um, Megatron. I mean, not on Megatron, but they put uh, Optimus Prime in a different setting. Like we didn't get a chance to see Optimus Prime in a, in, in a setting like that, where he had to really like come back from doing some, some crazy shit and then coming back and saving the day. Like, you know, it was, it was a lot. It was a lot. Yeah, and then, I, and then, and then to, to to see him uh, betrayed—that was the killer. Like the in the third one, he was very betrayed. And I think even in the cartoon, there were elements where uh, you seen him be betrayed, and you really felt that. And I, I got a chance to relive that childhood with that. Yeah, the only one I really didn't rock with too tough is like the last night. Yeah, it was just like yo, yeah, y'all it was are freestyling now. Yeah. Y'all are freestyling. Like what? We going back in time? This like nights. Yeah, like, what's going on? And then what? also. I learned one thing, not to cut you off, sorry. I learned one thing about these movies, and follow me on this one. When, when, when there's a time for a movie to come out, like action movies or even drama, the storylines match too much. Because you remember when Transformers did The Last Night, it was about uh, uh, Optimus Prime going bad, being warped into doing something bad. At mm. the same time, the Fast and the Furious came out, and that's when Vin oh, Diesel yeah. had to go against his crew to do the same thing. They do it all the time. And then the Fast and the Furious, the latest one with the brother scene, mm-hmm. it was another movie that had a, a brother element or a sibling element to, to it as well. And I'm trying to remember what movie that was. I want to say it's... I, I, I can say I, I remember. There's, there's weird parallels to Bad Boys for Life, even though Bad it was Boys for Will Life. Smith's brother was like, "Oh, you're my son." Oh, now we're on the same side. You like, feel what I'm like, saying? They had they do that all the time. They they did it. They did it with the Matrix too, because it was a couple of other movies where it wasn't the full 360 uh uh, uh setup, but it was in the set. Matter of fact, it was uh Matrix and uh Swordfish. Remember Swordfish in the I beginning? Sw- I, 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 I only remember one part of Swordfish. The one with and, John Travolta. Uh, yeah, no, I remember yeah, the movie, yeah. but yeah. In I the don't beginning the of the movie, all. when they rob the bank and the explosion go, they do the full 360 through the whole joint, which they didn't have to, but because the technology was there, they was like, you know what? We're going to incorporate that because the oh. Matrix is winning off of that. So I, I find it funny that I understand technology-wise, I get it, but when you start... Uh, putting together these these storylines to coincide with other movies that are releasing in the same year it's like okay what kind of what kind of narrative y'all on what y'all doing it seems like a lot of times too like i think a lot of like shared writers rooms too because yeah. it's not like you know a lot of times like one person penning a script or one person penning the dialogue or whatnot like you know hollywood is big and small at the same time especially yeah. when you talk about the big budget films yeah and i feel like it's just a lot of like just dry ass people like rehashing similar ideas over and over again. Like mm-hmm. me and my son, before we, I jumped on here, me and my oldest literally just got finished watching Child's Play, the 2019 one. I missed it when it came out there. Uh-huh. It was dope because they didn't do the exact same thing as the OG Child's Play. Mm. And I appreciated how they modernized the recipe and brought it forward. And, but still it, Is that the TV the show? The, the latest TV show that, that, that came out? I heard there's a TV show, but not. Nah, this is like a movie that oh, came out movie. in 2019. You got my man in it from ATL, the guy who plays the rapper dude. Oh, okay. Nobody can remember his name. It's been a long day, but um, it was good. And you got Aubrey Plaza from Community in it. Oh. And um, 
and a dude who looks like Jack Black, but it's not Jack Black. <laughs> I had the IMDb and was like, shout oh, out to Jack Black, yo. Big ups to him. <laughs> okay, really quick, let, let me get into these quick updates and then we we get to the topic of the day. See, see, this is how we always do. But once we start talking, it oh, just goes. Stop. It just rolling. goes. So, so <laughs> first, first things first. Let me get this out the way because I need help. I need to find the best Bluetooth headphones for conference calls. Yo, I'm tired of like my AirPods, my Apple AirPods, they're pretty good. But for some reason, there's a muffle element to it. I don't know if I need to re- replace the heads on them. I don't know what's going on. I, I tried crazy. the um, I tried the, the bows. Listen, I have a $400 pair of bows, Bluetooth headphones, and they're garbage. You know, and it's crazy that you said that because, like, I was definitely going to recommend the Apple AirPod Pros. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the crazy thing, I lost mine for a week and went and bought another pair of something else. I got the Samsung Pods. Uh-huh. Those aren't bad. I hated okay. them for the first day because once you're used to, like, the Apple sound, you just right. you like yeah. what you like. But I like the fact that they're black and they're, like, they go in your ear all the way as opposed right. to, like, looking like you have, like, two commas. Hanging out the side right, of your exactly. right? I hate that. Um, I'm not mad at those. And they and no one complains about the sound. So maybe it's a situation where maybe you did have to replace the heads or something like that. But like yeah. the AirPods have been serving me a lot better than I ever thought they ever would in the uh, earbud pro joints uh that Samsung got as is a dope fallback. Yeah, like 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 they're not bad. I'm not, not gonna say that they're bad. I think the one thing I do hate about it is the way you have to press the button in the corner of your ear, like the way you got to press it to change things. Like, because sometimes, like, I could just be chilling with the AirPods in my ear and then music just start playing. I'm like, Jesus Christ, what's going on? Like, scaring the hell out of me. I've never had that problem yet. And I don't even use the cool features. Order. Like, when I'm done, I just take them out. Like, it's, I'm not using right. it right. I feel right. like as, as big in the technology as I am, I never use, like, some of the basic stuff, right? I had a BlackBerry, like, you know, back in the day, and I had none of the features activated. Yo, BlackBerry was like BlackBerry people was like, yo, what do you mean you don't use blah, blah, blah? And your BlackBerry's like, yo, like, I'm just, I send messages and I text people. Black BlackBerry was, was one of the saddest cases of companies going under due to Apple because the yeah. BlackBerry was so fire. It was yo, so it's fire. ill when you think about how many industries Apple killed. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, yo, Tom Tom was the wave. Like everybody, Tom was Tom bodies. was a wave you know, you, with you the navigation suction cup. You putting it on there, yeah, like, and, and it was gone like that. And that was and a, flashlights too. I know a lot of people was like, yo, after right? flashlight, I'm using my phone. I do it all the time, and it never had given you no problem. That's crazy. So I, I need help with. If y'all got any other selections, please let me know. I, I do have the Beat Solo. They're pretty good. Just on the go. I just. I would like something a little bit more compact because I like wearing beanies and hats and and all and, and all that type of stuff. So my son I, I got the that. beats, uh, the 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 power beats, the sport joints. Uh-huh. He he swear by them joints, and they like kind of go over your ear too, so they don't fall out. Like just to say, you yeah, get I, the conference call. I heard I heard a couple of people say those those are the best sounding and just the durability of it. I might try those. I just don't like that hook thing. Don't hook my ear, B. I don't even yeah. like, like nobody touching my ear. Don't hook my ear. <laughs> like we've evolved past that like so like once you like got the pods that just go in there like it's hard yeah. to go backwards like yo i felt like a bum the other day because like when i couldn't find my ear my airpods i had to join with the cord in it like i had the corded one with the lightning bolt and i just felt like oh man i'm on skid row right now you immediately feel like you're gonna trip over yourself and it's not even by your leg 
It's weird. It's weird. Like what's because like, I'm not the, like I hate wireless. I love wireless because of the convenience. Right. But I also don't want brain cancer because like for I feel sure. like this technology is still too new, and we haven't had all of this stuff for 20 years yet. So we yeah. don't really know what it's doing to ourselves. Exactly. So like I try to limit. Like I'm using a corded joint right now because oh, of for this, sure. You know, oh. like, I'm not playing no games. The same one I use for the studio. I'm, I'm on it. Minimize exposure. You know what right, I'm saying? But right. it, it is so convenient. They just had them choice. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then also, I do got to make this announcement because everybody's been asking. So um, local astronauts, we acquired a new studio. We do have a new studio in downtown LA. Um, we're not going to call it local astronaut studios. This is just another, another version. So we're going to call it LMC Recordings. Um, which is uh, Lux Media Club. We actually partnered with a, a great guy. Um, and, you know, our objective is just to bring dope studios with good ambiance. You know what I'm saying? So um, that's going to be ready within like the week or so. We're going to do like a listening type of jam. I know you coming in town, so definitely all as well. And, you know, if you want to throw a jump off there or a listening session or whatever you want to do, all 100% welcome. 100%. Well, let's build on that because yeah, yes. I definitely got these tunes, man. That uh, you know, I'm I'm, I'm trying to pull a Kanye and do like five listening parties and let's and, go, and let's send into the heavens. Oh, let's go. We getting all that done. <laughs> let's go. So those are just my quick updates for the day. I don't want to do too many updates. Uh, and I want to get into the topic of today. Um, uh, the real reason why um Headcrack is on this show a long time coming for sure. A long time coming. Um. I wanted to talk, I had a conversation with one of my colleagues and, you know, I was telling her, I was trying to, I was actually pulling a you, uh, convincing her to take her element of um, doing public speaking and possibly doing a podcast, taking it a little bit more seriously. She has, you know, she has great energy. She has great, great personality. Um, and I feel like that, you know, in these times we need more people that are kind of on our side in, in the sense of they're on our side because they're the genuine people who give you the real, but they also have a personality that can be captivating in all settings. Um, and I was talking to her about that. And then as I'm talking to her, I'm remembering the conversation that you were telling me. I'm just saying like, yo, Rob, you, you have some talent at this podcast thing. Like, you know, like keep going. You know what I mean? You have personality. And for me, it's like, I, I've always been comfortable with playing the reserve role because it's been my, my role for the longest, being an engineer, being a producer, running a company. It's always a reserve role. But, you know, what you said to me and as well, you know, Badru, shout out to my business partner, Badru. He's always like, yo, like you need to step out there and really go for it. Like your personality is everything. So I want to bring you on the show to, 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 to talk about personality and the power of that. So the topic of the day is personality is power. And no other person can exemplify what that is but you. Well, it's a privilege to be given that kudos, man. I mean, at the end of the day, anytime you you inject yourself into a scenario or environment, right? right. It's almost like a band. And let's just say in said band, you know how to play five or six different instruments. Mm -hmm. But in the band that you're in right now, we need you to play guitar today. Right. Are you prepared to play guitar? Because, like, you know, you could be the lead singer, though. Right. right. 
but today we need you to play guitar. So sometimes even like, you know, working your personality is even knowing what alchemy that you need to provide mm-hmm. to create the best scenario for what you're in right now. Even when you look at radio, um, you know, in the previous show, I was on the Ricky Smile Morning Show. My job was different than what it is now being the main host. Right. I was more so like the sniper. So mm-hmm. Ricky will talk and I'll say like something fly. Right. You know, in between like, you know, what he's saying just, and that was the role I had to play. I'm playing right. the tambourine in that situation. Apparently right. people like tambourine and I ended up getting my own show. So now I'm doing what I was doing before, but I'm leading it. And now L'Oreal's kind of the one now who gets right. the sniper because that's just what the alchemy of what this new dynamic is. So exactly. the thing is, I feel like a lot of times people see people and try to emulate what they see when you're more than enough. You know what I'm saying? Your worldview, your perspective is needed. You can't tell somebody else's story better than you can tell your own. So, you know, drive with that, run with that, make that, and make that be your forte. Cause like, you don't have to learn how to be yourself cause you already are who you are. Exactly. But but know who, know what you're capable of playing. Cause it's still the same energy, but you're just doling it out differently. Right. It, it didn't let, let's let's dive into your radio career. We're going to go step by step because you okay. wear a lot of hats. We're going to step by step. So radio career, where did you start from? Um, and then just where do you went now? And, and I'm glad that you you mentioned like the different stages that you went to uh, went through to now you having your own show. So just kind of just talk about the different shows you've been a part of and then, you know, and, and, and kind of expand on the hats that you played. And some of your greatest moments, too. Well, it starts with the night show. On 97 Out of Beat, the show was called The Show with me, Kino, from the Bodega Brothers. Yeah, my man, Super my guy. No doubt. And, um, you know, on that incarnation of a radio show, I was kind of like the straight guy. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because Kino and Super K were like the wild and zany dudes. And I still had a slick mouth, but I was the one who kind of balanced it out right. and kept everything organized. And it was that level of organization that people in the company saw. It's like, you know what? We're starting a new morning show. Let's take him, add him with Ricky Smiley, who's a comedian. He, you know, he has a following, whoop de whoop de woo, and we'll right. build the morning show around that. And like the night, me and the night show, the show, we had like a strong run, like four, almost five years, like a strong run. And right. no one believed in us in the beginning, but we believed in ourselves. Right. Like we used to be in meetings, like, guys, we just need you to be number 10. You know, if you could just get to 10. And I'm like, why are we not trying to get to number one? Exactly. Which we eventually did. Yeah. Just by doing everything that nobody was doing. You know, looking at people that we loved in the business, like the star and Buck Wilds of the world, the um, the Ed Lover and Dr. Dre. Ed you know, Lover like, and Dr. Dre, classic. Yo, I, you know, I'm from that era. Like, and I also, you know, respect the Tom Joyner and stuff like that. But like, just, he, even when I was younger, he just always seemed like just way older. But he was doing dope things in his pocket at time. I remember right. one of my favorite Tom Jones moments, he had like Special Ed on. And I remember the record skipping while Special right. Ed was performing. And I was like, oh, wow, that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? And to hear that and like remember that moment, right? it was like really ill. It was really ill. But like to see like underground people on a, a platform like that is like, wow. Just imagine if one day I have the power to bring somebody that I like like that exactly. on the, my platform and get it rocking. So here we are, fast forward years later, boom, it's happening. But so the night show went on for like four or five years. He take me from that. They had me with Ricky 
Um, and this is where like my concept of time gets really weird. Mm-hmm. I cannot accurately tell you how long I was on that show. I have no idea. Right, right, right. I mean, like, it's usually a blur. It's it's all a blur because I feel like me and Keto and Super K went to the studio two weeks ago to do a tape so we could do the night show. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's weird. It's like the movie uh with Adam Sandler, click. Click and, oh and my like, God. right. And and I'm trying to slow down time and enjoy every moment. And right. I think that's part of the reason too, why like I started messing with ayahuasca just so I can manipulate time better. You know what I mean? Cause like we're gonna, we gonna, we gonna get to that. We're gonna get cool. to that. I watched so much time go by like super duper fast, and it's just mm-hmm. like, whoa, like your kid was two months old, now he's like 18 years old. You know what right. I mean? Right. It happened so fast. So, you know, doing a Ricky Smile Morning Show, you know, now we're syndicated. Then the TV component comes with that Dish Nation. Dish Nation. We just started the 10th season. Smash. And, yo. And the, here's the dope part like, even in the cities that we weren't on the radio on, Dish Nation put me in front of those people. So, like, I go to, I start going to LA more. And I'm like, nobody knows me. And it's like, oh shit. People are running up on me. Yo, hey, crack, yo, what up? What you doing out here? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so TV made it even bigger. Cause, like, whereas like radio is like a two dimensional uh, format right. Right. that, you know, maybe just a certain group of people listen to. TV is way different. Like, you know, like right. so you have black people, older white people, like all types of people who normally wouldn't have ever had any engagement with a head crack. And, and, and this, this is it. how this is how I figured out about you, because. I've seen the show already and, you know, a great show, very enjoyable. I just wasn't uh, privy to everybody that was on the show. It was, you know, it's one of them things where like you put it on the TV, you just let that shit rock. You just right. let it go. So then I got a chance to meet you at the studio mm-hmm. for the first time. No, well, what do we met, met at the studio for the first time? Met at the studio. That? Yeah, the studio. You're right. So, and we rocked out, good vibes, everything was great. And then one of my uh my best friend, a shout out to Doughboy, uh Doe Networks. Make sure you go follow him. Uh at the time he was in jail still. And, you know, we talk about everything. He's like, man, which, what new records you working on? What you working on? Boom, boom, boom. And I told him, I was like, yeah, you know, we was in uh, in the studio chilling, vibing, yada, yada, yada. And uh, this new guy, Head Crack, that I met. He was like, what? Head Crack? Like, wait, wait. Head Crack, Head Crack? Or just some, another guy named Head Crack? I'm like, yeah, Head Crack. He's like, no, no, no. Dish Nation Head Crack? I'm like, yeah, yeah, he, he got a show on Dish Nation. He like, nigga, he like, yo, Rob, what are you doing? He like, dude, we watch him every day in jail. Every day. I'm always blown away by how many people that are incarcerated that yeah. rock with the show. But I get it, though. Because, like, here's the thing. Like, there was some beautiful women on that show. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, like, if I was incarcerated, I'd be watching them, too. And, and not even just that. You know, because from what what Doe told me and even TF, he was like, that was their way of staying connected, staying connected to the streets and what was going on. Like, that's how he learned of the new artists, the new music, how how to adapt to the new phones. Like He would hear about the iPhone 8, 9 and stuff like that. And he'd be like, what the hell is that? But it gave him a chance to whenever he got a chance to do get on the computer, he would do his research. And he right. would stay up on that. So by the time he ended up getting out, he was already up to date. He knew everything of 
what 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 he was supposed to do and the things he was supposed to be in. And he got directly into music and everything worked out. You know what I'm saying? So uh and then it, full circle, you ended up, we ended up doing that song with Sun and Y, um, you Sun and Y and te- technique. And then yep. that went on his Wolfpack compilation that was produced by half me and half by DJ Shea. Rest in peace, DJ Shea. You know what I mean? So how that came full circle, you know what I mean, was a great thing. And and, and I definitely, you know, appreciate you just having a show like that so people could just tune into and, and keep and keep keep grounded. You know what I mean? Yo, it's wild how entertainment news threads the world together. Because even as a kid, you know, I would, for some bizarre reason, watch Entertainment Tonight. And I'm like five. And he used right. to come on wildly. And I didn't know why I was watching it. It was like very Slumdog Millionaire. It was almost like right. future me was whispering into five-year-old's me's conscious, like, watch this. Right. I need to know who these white people are. And you know what I'm saying? And like, and understand how the entertainment business works. And it's so crazy because like the, all those years of watching John Tesh, Lisa Gibbons, and right. uh, Mary Hart, you know what I'm saying? Like it paid off because like it taught me how to, it taught me the format. But all right, right now, add your science to it. Put your personality to it. Make it yours. And, and, and that right there, like, because for for like how I see it, your personality on the radio show is nothing different than when you walk and see you in person. You know what I mean? Like, it's very genuine. It comes from a place where, um, you know, it's just very open, very energetic. Like, you know what I mean? And that's how you from my perception, that's how I feel like you really are. Just, just speak to, um, you know, being able to even first off do that in radio. Cause I know I hear a lot of stories where, you know, producers and people who run the show have an idea of how they see you and how they want people to perceive you. But you, I feel like you've gotten a chance to be exactly who you are and then some through your whole run. So just kind of speak to that and just how, how that came about. I mean, I think when you're playing a character, you have to, like, turn it on and off, right? Mm-hmm. But if you're truly, genuinely yourself, the downside is you're always on duty because you are who you are. Right. But you don't have to, like, right, let me pump myself up so I can be head crack. Like, yo, like, the same thing I would tell somebody on the street is the same thing I would say on the radio, minus the cursing, right? Mm-hmm. And that's just always been the easiest way for me to maneuver and operate in that radio space. Like, you know, right. people tell me all the time, yo, you sound just like you're doing a radio. It's like, yeah, cause it's my radio voice, but I legit hear people turn into somebody else. Right. When they crack the microphone sometime. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, who is this guy? I'm just talking to somebody else. You know what I mean? It's weird. Cause you got to keep that up. Right. And I don't, there's too many things going on in my head to like have to keep up any weird facade, man. So I like to keep it a buck in the truck all the time and like a hundred percent be, you know, authentic and tell as many truths as I can, you know what I'm saying? Without incriminating myself, you know what right. I'm saying? And like, and, and really just rock out like that. You've always been so genuine and just naturally you have an aura about you that that's always positive. Is there any time where you feel like, okay, wait a minute, let me break a little bit of this positive shit just to kind of balance it out. Like, do you battle with that? Yeah, all the time. I mean, there's two people who I literally would kill right now if I saw them. Right. Like, right now. Like, no questions asked. Like, I would. Sheesh! You know, but the thing is, 
I have a lot to lose. Right. So almost, you know, we talk about like Transformers earlier, like on some Marvel shit, anytime something really crazy happens, I feel like Doctor Strange, I like, I play out every possible scenario in my head. 1,337. <laughs> right. All right, I like, get it. What'll get you the best results? And sometimes wilding out on principle isn't the most times that's not necessarily the answer. Right. You right. know, because like not all of us are in a position to be able to do exactly what we want to do sometimes to people. Cause there's some people who just need to be taught lessons that right. wor- words just cannot teach you. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? But not everybody also is disciplined enough to take an ass whooping for what it is. Exactly. Like, you know, exactly. I, I've had friends who won fights and got killed because they won. Right. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So Facts. it's like, I sometimes it's easier to just write people off and just never be accessible to them again. Right. As opposed to monsterizing yourself and doing something that there's no going back from. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like the people who are on my short list, they really earned it. And I, you know, I pray every day that God keep them away from me. Right. You know exactly. what I mean? Cause like, cause I feel how I feel right. about right. it. You right. know what I mean? So it is what it is, but you know, it, it's hard because like, you know, I try to always be that light that walks mm-hmm. in the room because I know more people, there are people who are dealing with darker things that I'm dealing with. Yes, right? sir. So, you know, so if I could put, you know, if I could be, cause like you haven't been in a room and if somebody walks in and it just pulls the energy out of the room, yeah. that's just like something about the, I never want to be that person. Yeah. Facts. I've been around those people. Facts. So, and I know how that makes me feel. Like you could be in a great mood. Everybody's having creative ideas. And as one person walks in, all of a sudden turns into a library just because of the dark, toxic void that somebody may hold. And yo, like, you know, like, yo, when I walk in the room, I, I want people to turn up. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, I want creativity to flow. I want everybody to feel like they're in a safe environment, in a safe space. So I, I lead with that because I think at the core of my nature, that's truly who I am. Because right. even like, you know, when I was having like a wild rebellious period, like my last wave of rebellion, like, yo, fuck the world. I am who I am. We, I'm fighting right. anybody on site. You, what you say, nigga? You looking <laughs> at my girl? Like, that last wave, even when I would try to bring that rah-rah energy to people, the universe would just keep shit from happening. Exactly. And escalating. You know, to the point where, like... That lets you like, know yo, you got a bigger purpose. Yeah, like, this ain't for me. Like, this mm-hmm. is really, truly who I'm supposed to be. Right. Because there's been some nights where, like, I was supposed to be ended. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and the right people and the right movements and me leaning back at the right time and me going left instead of right literally saved my life. Hey. So it showed me that, yo, there's a bigger purpose at play. Yeah. This, this negative energy that you're trying to conjure up, knock it off. Yeah. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> then this I, is I, who you are. And then I, I learned, you know, it's funny because just over the course of the years, I learned a, a valuable lesson in uh, imposing your personality on someone. Like, and what I mean by that is, it's like sometimes we save ourselves and save others just by how we approach things mm-hmm. and how we how we how we give off our personality. Like, okay, so so the bad side of that is. Someone think they hot shit. Someone walks in a room, believes that they hot shit. They start talking to people like they hot shit and they own whatever they are. 
That's mm-hmm. the bad version of it. People can take it how they want. It might be a fight. It might be a disagreement. It might be somebody just looking at you crazy. It might be whatever. Then the, the good side of it is you walk in a room, you naturally feel great about the day, about yourself, about whomever you're going to meet within that day. And when you approach people, you approach them with the energy of like, yo, blessings. How you doing? How's your day going? Like genuinely being in tune with what's going on. And then the whole world opens up for you. Yeah. And it opens up for them at the same time. It's a frequency, bro. Like, you know, they talk about the law of attraction. You get what you're giving, all that good stuff. But like, yo, when your energy is good, your attentions are good, people Mm -hmm. pick up on that frequency. Yes. And tap in. Sometimes the wrong people pick up on that frequency and they try to mooch off, leech off of it and get what they can. But you're going to find more good with that with that approach than bad, I feel. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's, it's funny because, um, you know, I, I do my Sunday dinner every Sunday, you know what I mean? And, you know, I love cooking, I love the energy, and, and I feel like it was a missing element in today's society. Like, we need to be able to get together more, friends, family, business associates, and really just take a day and just take a load off, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's why I do it every Sunday. But when I do it, like, there are people who really, really love me. So every now and then they might say like, okay, Rob, all right, look, you did lobster. You did salmon croquettes. Yo, you wild. You spinning mad bread. Like, hold on. Do these people even like deserve that? Or like, like, wait for a minute, like kind of even this stuff out. And I understand and I respect that sentiment, but at the same time, it's like, this is my approach of how I give. And someone doesn't have to give the way I give, you know what I mean? But as long as you recognize that this is where I'm at, then I'm, I'm good because I always know that I get first dibs on the approach of how we deal with each other. I'm always the one to say, like, I'm going to show you how to deal with me before you show me the bullshit you are. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to show you. And I think that's what having a great personality for whatever it is helps you do. It helps you set the table for whatever's going to happen with the people that's in front of you. You know what I mean? I think you do that very well. Like you set the table for what goes on, no matter where you go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nah. Like, and the crazy thing is, you know, sometimes you don't even realize you're doing it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because it's just you doing. And it's so ill because, like, we're, we're like alike in that way. Like, food is both of our love languages. Right. You know what I'm saying, right. like, yo, if I rock with you, I'm gonna make sure you eat. I'm gonna right. make sure you eat good. You know what I'm saying? And like, you know, and put people on the new experiences. It's always been my vibe. And anybody who's never had the opportunity to try Polly Rob's cooking, you're missing out on some blessed hands, <laughs> whipping up some amazing things. Like you I got a shellfish go, allergy. I was almost interested in trying, you know what I'm saying? Like some of the flyness that he was whipping up on a seafood run one time, man. But uh, it's definitely good stuff, man. Yeah, de- definitely. You know, it's funny because I used to be a WB frog, right? Okay. So you already know. You've seen the WB frog. Okay, and so like, I think I know where we're going. Go for yeah, it. Yeah, so, so you know, I was that person where inside, yo, I'm nice. I'm, I'm ill. I'm dope. Like, everything, I feel like everything about my personality and what I, what I did was great. The problem was, like, if you ever seen a WB frog, is that there was only one person who saw it. That and that one person in 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 that cartoon take, that one person could never uh 
bring mesh the gap between other people seeing it and the actual frog being having enough courage or having enough spunk to just show everybody. That was always the battle. Every time uh, he he watching all the greatness that the frog is doing, and as soon as he try to tell somebody else to come see, frog just ribbit. That's it. Ribbit. You know what I mean? So I, I was that frog at one time because I had a lot of great things a part of me. Uh, I just felt like uh, either no one was watching or or maybe this wasn't the right time or maybe this wasn't even my lane or the right things. And I say that to say I learned that there are a lot of, you know, young kids that watch what we all do. So what would you say for those young WB frogs that have that uh, personality a part of them and that energy a part of them that they're a couple of steps away from showing their greatness? Um, I think a lot of times people are driven by fear mm. or like actually anti-driven by fear. Like right. fear keeps them from doing that thing. Right. I've been one of those people who always let the fear of failure drive me to be so prepared I can't fail. You know what I mean? And also too, move all that negative doubt, all that, oh, what if this don't go well? What if no one thinks this is funny? What if nobody... Nah, remove all that because, like, once again, yeah. we just talk about frequencies. As soon as you put the negative frequencies in the air, mm-hmm. the band gets bigger and bigger and bigger. The bandwidth of that that negative thought projecting out gets bigger and bigger, and then it starts to affect you mentally and physically. Right, and you're you're working against yourself. Right. So, see the outcome being the outcome that you want to see, right. and just go for it. You know what I'm saying? If you're terrified to do something in front of a crowd of people. Prepare yourself so much that there's no way you're gonna forget your lyrics or not have your stuff together and and over prepare and let that fear of failure drive your hunger to push through. And and because like yo, like I was terrified the first times that I went on stage and like did anything. Right. Even just me too. Even beatboxing for people. You know what I'm saying? Like that's kind of how I started. Um, terrified. Yeah. But. It's crazy. You'll find that you ever see the Jet Li movie, The One? Yep, 100%. There are times that the universe will send you the best version of yourself at the moment you need it. And you will be blown away. There's so many nights where I'll be like, yo, who the fuck did that? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, Because that's not something I am typically capable of. I remember one time I was like, yeah, I was gonna say it was down, down bad, but like money was light. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like I was like, yeah, damn, what am I gonna do? Um, I was doing like some promo work and uh Rap a Lot Records was having a pool tournament. Uh-huh. And it was free to enter. The prize was like twenty five hundred dollars, something crazy like that. Jeez. I am not by any stretch of the imagination a good pool player. Right. At all. <laughs> and I'm playing against Great pool players. And you willed yourself through that whole thing. I won the whole <laughs> thing. And I have never been able to play that well ever again. Ever again in life. But God knew how much I needed that money. Oh, everything. And he so the, put, so the universe sent me like that. pool shark me from Earth 462. You know what I'm saying? Like, and we rocked out. You know, I remember um I tell a story a lot, like um. I think the last freestyle I did on Sway, mm-hmm. uh, I was in New York. My ankle was messed up. 
I'm sitting in an Airbnb by myself, and it's like, man, I don't want to limp into this damn studio because I don't want the conversation to shift off from what I'm trying to talk about. Right. Like, yo, crack, what happened to your foot? Da, da, right. da, da. And then when you're in pain, it's hard to think. Yeah. And, very you know, hard when you go do sway you never know like uh yo we're gonna do five fingers of death right now and you don't want to be one of those people who did the five fingers of death and fumble no so you sway know, like, is not playing especially if he know you rhyme and he know you dope he anxious he's been anxious for the past day to get you on that mic so like you said absolutely. he might walk in and be like look we finna knock this out right now and then we gonna get to all the interviews <laughs> Hell yeah. So like, you know, as I'm getting ready to like call the Uber to go to, um, you know, to where the, the studio was at, I sat and meditated for like 15, 20 minutes. I'm like, yo, I need the universe to send me the, the, the strongest, most healthiest version of myself. Cause I was just in wild pain. And New York is mostly walking because like right. once you get to a certain age, you realize, yo, it makes no sense to have a car. It's so all walking. The train, right. walking mad blocks, the whole nine, right? Unless you're like, you know. I'm in LA and I still do that shit now. People be like, bro, what are you? Why are you walking, bro? Like you, you, you got cars. Like I'm like, hey, this is part of culture. It's in our DNA, part you know. Culture. Even to this day, like when I go back to New York, and my manager gets mad at me all the time about this. Like I will instead of calling an Uber and paying like eighty dollars to go from the airport to Westerface, and it's like not like I'm trying to save money because I, you know, you know, like I'm doing okay. Right. I like to ride the train. It makes me feel. It makes me feel like plugged in. Right. And let's let's be clear. Let's be clear. A train ride in New York and a walk in New York is a full experience. It is. It is great. The shit you finna see on the way, the people you finna talk to, the things like when you walk, like literally 50 blocks ain't nothing. And the things that you buy along the way, stopping at those different corner stores and bodegas, Listen, I used to stop down there every 15 blocks just to get another bag of Bravos that I didn't see at the previous store. Now, if you you know, you're a New Yorker, you don't fuck with Doritos, you fuck with Bravos. It's very specific. Regional. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Bravos was the real Doritos. I remember, I remember before I even had ever had Doritos, it was Bravos. I'm like, I'm looking at the bag. I'm like, yo, this them Bravos. They're like, nah, this Doritos. But I'm in LA, LA. I'm like, nah, man, that's Bravos, yo. Like, that's we did that already. You know what I'm saying? Like hot cheese popcorn and shit like that. You know what I mean? But the yo, little Debbie the, cakes. Even the now ladies is different. They uh, the now ladies is different. Oh man. But yeah, but uh, I mean, but the short version, though, man. Like, uh, like yo, I pray for the best ber- version of myself. Yeah. I like, I walked out of there with no pain. Walked into the studio with no pain. Body the five fingers. You body that shit. Thank you. That's a fact. And then when I got back to the uh, when I got back to my Airbnb, like you know, angle was throbbing again. But right. for the moment, tapped in, tapped out. So all that to say, if you can if you can get in touch with your inner God and goddess, because I know women are watching mm-hmm. too, you will be amazed at the right. things you will be able to pull off right. when you need to do it. Kind of similar to like you know like when like they talk you hear about like mothers like you know my child is trapped under a car you know it's been like women you know people right. like feats of strength happen where they're like you know like they're doing things that are un- it's all true it's all real it's all possible you just have to be able to connect with that you know internally we spend a lot of times being distracted so it's right. hard for us to like really tap in the way we should. It's funny that you mentioned inner self because I remember Badru said this one thing that I that I actually end up doing research on, and it's it's similar to like the multi universe 
theory where they say that there are multiple versions of yourself already in the in other worlds it's already mm. done and there's the rich version of you there's the poor there is the jail version there is the high rise apartment building version there's the music version there there's every version of what you can possibly become and and as you sit in yourself the decisions that you make pinpoint which version you're going to link up with you know what i mean and when he said that that shit fucked me up because I'm like, you know, at that time I was, uh, you know, battling between how far I wanted to take the level of production. Like, do I want to be in my pocket, legendary style producer or do I want to take it to the next level? It's like, no, he has produced great records in six different genres. You know what I mean? And then he was telling me, he was like, yo, there is the legendary uh, DJ Premier style producer version for you. It's already there. And then there's the Pharrell and Beyond version of it. Absolutely. Your decision will determine which version you go to. And that made so much sense to me. And I, I hear you reference that same type of energy. And I think that you know, when dealing with our personalities, I think the one thing we do great is we allow those different lessons and energies, whether they're uh, super true to your brain or not, we allow those to exist to pull from. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and I'm glad that you said that because that's just confirmation for me on a lot of different levels. Well, the wild thing is, man, there are things that people told me years ago that I didn't get back then, and it makes total sense to me now. You know right. What I'm saying? Like, and it, it's just a part of just living long enough to understand the lesson. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, even as kids, we probably we talked about it earlier watching Married with Children. Mm -hmm. I like you understood some of the jokes, but now as an adult, oh, you get it. You so get it fully with regular, you know, with real time life changing information. It's the same thing. People could have said something to you way back then. Now you get it. Right. You know, like, you know, it, 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 just look. Just from the intro of Married with Children, it says so many levels. He's literally on the couch. The world, his his life and his family's going by doing whatever they're doing, and all he's doing is money. And he just he's not even looking at him. He's just putting it up and letting them take it. That <laughs> says so much. Like when I even want to talk to my kids, it's like, dude, I already know. Before the night is over, they're going to ask me for a specific amount of money. And it's <laughs> nothing I'm going to be able to do about it because they took care of their work. They took care of their chores. They did everything they were supposed to do. It's like it says so much. And I get it fully now. It's like so. And it's also a level of not kind of not being appreciated. Like, I think that was playing off of that. Like, daddy's not being appreciated. He's just he's the ATM. Just. Take the money and go. You know what I mean? Yeah, Which like is, uh, like George Jetson. Uh, in the, right. The Jetson's intro. Same thing. Except like Al was a more beat down version of George. Exactly. It was crazy. That, that, that is so much. It's so many levels to that. And I, uh, and sometimes I rewatch cartoons just to kind of get those little lessons and those things of what what were they really trying to tell me? In a lot this of nuggets. Right like when you watch it with an adult 
Edo understanding and consciousness, you know? Right, right, right. I I want to I want to segue quickly into because we got to get into your rap career too. Um, okay. I do want to say when I when I think about you and your career and how you position yourself, I also think I also think about Will Smith, right? Okay. Um, just being multifaceted, you know, music, comedy, uh, uh, acting, radio personality, just personality. Period. Um, and I think about that, and then. Um, on one of my previous episodes, uh, I, I made I made an episode called uh, uh, "Will Smith Makes Me Cry," right? And it's about, uh, you know, Will Smith has always been known for his blockbuster movies, right? right. Action, Bad Boys, Independence Day, stuff like that. Saving the world, all that. right? But some of his most enduring roles and some of his best roles have been emotional roles yeah so I, you know i talk about the seven pounds i talk about the fresh prince of bel-air those two episodes that had niggas bawling crying still when i watch the the daddy one i lose it yeah. uh all the way to the give me the gun carlton and um even the one about the nfl like it's so many different levels of him on the action side but the emotional side is big there as well. And, and I'm saying that to say um, there are so many uh, ways to reinvent yourself and, and come anew. I've seen you on the radio personality side and then on the rap side as well, um, doing your thing with that and more people noticing that element and on the acting side. So just kind of talk about, you know, just the music career your love for that, and then just taking that beyond to something else. Well, I love doing music more than I love doing everything else. But, you know, right. sometimes the things you love the most doesn't necessarily pay the most. So, like, you know, I be having to keep my head down with certain things. Right. But still working the whole time. But, like, yo, I mean, music is really, truly me in my freest, rarest form. And right. I just love creating, especially with creative people. You know, right. it, it it gives me so much joy to do that. And it allows me to tell my stories. You know what right. I mean? Like, Cause I have so many stories and I, 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 man, it's just nothing like it. When you're on stage performing, you have no problems, right? Nothing is, nothing's wrong. It's all about that intimate connection with you in the crowd. And I just love the fact that things that I create in this room, bring me around the country to perform these songs. Facts. And the fact that people are finding these songs now without me having to like share a link or whatever, like they're just organically finding me. I'm mm -hmm. loving it, man, because it's it's what I always wanted. And as the world starts to open back up, I cannot wait to get, you know, just like a little, um, like a, like feedback, right? By like going to some of these markets and like seeing like who knows the records, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. yo, oh wow, you I didn't even have to set this record up because you knew the hook, you knew where I was going, like all that stuff. I can't wait, I can't wait, I can't wait. And then even as I'm starting to cook up a new body of work, mm -hmm. um. You know, it's just where is Headcrack's brain in 2021, 2022, and beyond? Right. I can't wait to dole this stuff out because, like, with the music comes new visuals. Your visual game is crazy, B. Yo, Thank your you. visual game is top tier, I swear. Thank you so much. It comes from, like, trying to do the most with nothing. Right. Which is, right. like, the cornerstone of what hip-hop is built on. Like, there's some videos that I've created that have been that have performed better than videos that I paid a lot of money to get done. Yeah, yeah. 
that, uh, you know, that I just did while we were in between takes filming another video. I'm like, yo, wrap me in a green sheet and just shoot me five different ways and just give me the disc and I'll edit it later. And I, I get a kick out of that. But see, that's and personality. That's, that's you using your personality of who you are and turning it into a visual. Just just like the, 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 the record where you had so many versions of yourself just going across the TV screen, like oh, and, machine and, gun rap, yeah. right? Machine gun rap, and and it's so much personality in that. And I really feel like just the concept of having a good personality actually saves you money. It, it saves does. you money because, like, you don't have to put on, you don't have to rent a Lamborghini, you don't have to like fly in twenty Instagram models to do something because, like, yo, you're more than enough. Right. Find that thing that makes you dope and celebrate it and and turn it up to 10. Right. You know, and you can save so much money because here's the thing. You can bring these people in. You can rent the car. But when the director yells cut, it's all gone. It's all gone. You're stuck with yourself. It's done. Like, yeah. like, like one of my favorite videos of all time in terms of just personality and energy, which is going to be weird, but um, uh, Tyler, the creator, uh, the first record uh, where he was standing there with the Noose around uh, his neck. Yonkers. Oh, Yonkers, yeah. One of the best, best records and best personalities on a... Because you got to realize he's he's standing there. Yeah. He's eating bugs, but he's rapping with this nonchalant, braggadocious feeling. Um, And the last time we saw that in that time was Kanye. But, you know, at that point, Kanye has already been so out there and so flamboyant with who he is that you didn't get a chance to see like this calm, but braggadocious feel. So when Tyler did it, it was, it was fire. And then by the end of the record, he just literally just hops on and gets on a noose and just hangs. Himself. It's like, Jesus, like that is a lot to minimalist. cover in so many, like you said, minimalist uh, style, but it's so much to unpack. Yeah. So much to unpack. And I think, and I'm pretty sure that it cost him shit to do. Probably just the money to get the bug. That's it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you can't just find those. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, you, you got a yeah. special order that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and the fact that we're still talking about that video years later. Right. You don't have to, like, blow up a submarine. You know, you don't have to, like, you know, like. And it, it, it makes so many videos. Like, like I watch you in your videos. You're having a blast. You're having a blast making the video. You know what I mean? You're not just standing there with just a bunch of girls and a bunch of bottles. And even if you are doing that, you're doing it in such a fun of comedic form sometimes that people, there's other things a part of that that you find when you watch it a couple of times more. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just wish more people would see the visuals, mm -hmm. you know, because like sometimes you never know what's going to take off. And like YouTube's algorithm is just as weird as Instagram's. Right. And like it, it's hard because like, you know, being that I'm behind so many different things. Mm -hmm. Listen to the radio show. Watch this nation. Check out my album. Watch my new music video. Right. Have you heard of the Bodega Brothers? Uh, da -da 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 -da. It's like so many of these things. So I try to put myself in a position where I'm not always selling something to people. Right. And I'm just leaning back and let them find it. And like the crazy thing is a video that I spent like working like nine months on, it's not where I want it to be numbers wise. Right, right. Being completely transparent, being completely transparent. But I feel like it's like my most creative video. It's called Riding High. And right. yo, like I had to like 
direct the video myself, edit the video myself, learn how to edit a video of that magnitude right. all by myself. And, you know, hopefully it has that, you know, that moment later on where, like, people catch the wave and, or, like, the right blogger, like, you know, like, oh, man, this is a gem we missed. You know what I'm saying? And, right. and it rocks out with it. But, like, you know, as an artist, man, like, long as you're truly having fun, you there are truly no losses. Yeah, fact. And at the end of the day, if I, if I can't say nothing else about, like, the videos I do and the music I make, I have fun doing this shit. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. You know, let, let's get into personality-wise, let's build somebody that can withstand the 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 trials and tribulations of the music industry. Let's do that. Let's say okay. if this is build a bear, let's let's build someone uh personality-wise that we can that can exist in the industry. You have you pick three uh traits, and then I'll pick three traits of Things that you need to have to exist in this industry, personality-wise. Okay, starts with creativity. Okay. Um, uh, are we like actually naming people who are like wild creative? You can, please do. Okay, cool. Please do. Uh, Kendrick Lamar, uh, yes. creative as hell. You know what I'm saying? Like, even going back to overly dedicated. I know a lot of people like that. Oh, that's, that's their like gateway drug to like mm-hmm. the rest of Kendrick Lamar. I have a hard time listening to that project because he just got so much better on section 80. Yeah. And section 80 is just so creative. Like to this day, I put that up against any album that he's done mm-hmm. and it holds up well. It ages so well. Um, so like creativity, like Kendrick Lamar, not being afraid to experiment. Right. Um, the vulnerability. Yes. Of a DMX. Because it's the vulnerability that grounds you and makes you relatable and real. You know, right. DMX talked about his drug problems. Right. Uh, he talked about, like, not having, you know, stuff and, and having to rob to eat. And, you know, I know a lot of other people say that, too, but we believed him. We believed you know him saying? 100%. You know what I mean? 100%, I still believe him. And then, um, so creativity, vulnerability, and... Um, I mean, I think you know, wisdom is 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 a is a, a great thing to have as yeah. well. And I think Jay Z does a great job, and I, I'll give it to Jay Z and Nas. They both do a great job of entertaining you and dropping a jewel, right? Because hip hop, even though it's like we supposed to party and have fun to it, we still learn from this too, right? The lightest things too, sometimes. Like Smallest I remember thing. a lyric that Master A said. I get loose like a screw that you turn to the left. Left, yeah. Because <laughs> that lyric, anytime I'm putting something together, oh yeah. Turn First to the thing right. you think about. Yeah, like yeah, like turn to the left, tight to the right. You know what I'm saying? Like you remember these things, uh, and uh, you know, it's like yeah, like you know, I'm sure someone who's ever been in a shootout before is like, well, Biggie said, uh, stay low and keep firing. Keep right. Extra, for extra shit. Who's next there? <laughs> You know, Ooh. there's so many different things you can take. And then when you look at grown, and that's why another reason why I feel like rap shouldn't be put into that it's a young man's game category. Right, right. Because it's the older dudes who really got something to say. Man, if you want, you know, this is the thing. This is the problem that I have. People want the best out of a profession, but they only want it in the context of whatever brackets or borders that they put on it. 
it's like I, it's like I want the real hip hop shit. But they gotta understand that the real hip hop shit are the older guys who've been through all of these eras. They can depict that. Not saying that the mm-hmm. young ones can't, but it's a rarity. So it's like give us the opportunity to do the dopest shit we're supposed to do. Don't count us out because we're older. Like right. still to this day. If you name the top five rappers, they're all probably over 35, 40. Yeah, because like with most things, the longer you do it, the better you get at it. The better you get. I mean, like Rick Ross still sounds phenomenal. Man. Uh, You know, when Jay-Z jumps on a record, it's usually an event. Nas with King's Disease 1 and 2 proves that years later he still got it and got something to say and i know krs one's been sneaking him in there like he's not on a major label but yo krs one is still cooking he's still got in the studio and on stage too uh what one thing man rick ross i think when it's all said and done and it's a couple of years out of rick ross's like in the end of his career Mm -hmm. i think people will realize how important and how great his albums as a collective body of work really is. We really, really take Rick Ross for granted. Yo! Arguably one of the best beat pickers in rap. Ever! His flow Ever. is very consistent. Like, yo, like, I mean, what, he really takes you there Fully. when you're listening to him. Like, there's been times where, like, I'll be listening to Rick Ross. It's like, yo, like, I want to go buy a key right now. Right. And you know what's funny? With Rick Ross, you can do you can build a playlist from three styles of records high life, inspirational, mm-hmm. trap world, and music to be with your number one woman. Yeah. You can have a playlist separately for all of those, and it'll probably be 20 records or more each one. Yeah, and I know he got a new album coming down the pipeline, and I can't wait to hear it yep. because, like, I need to hit his flow. He just, like, it just hugs the beat so well. All like. the time. And the crazy thing is, like, similar to Kendrick Lamar, Rick Ross is a rapper that grew on me. Yeah. Like, I just, I wasn't really 100% a fan, mm-hmm. like, earlier Rick Ross. Right. Because I, I just, whatever reason, like, I always felt like he was, like, bringing down the grade point average of every posse cut he was on. Right. Um. And it was like, I guess the Trilla album, I think. Is where he is changed where, everything. Yep. That's yo, when that soulful stuff start coming. He was over. out of here after that. Over. Out yeah. of here, out of here. 100%. 100%. Okay, so mine. Three? My, my three. Okay, so first I would say responsibility. Okay. I think that is a very important part of your personality. Like when you take responsibility for something that you do or you're a part of, you end up giving a little bit more of yourself to the project or whatever's going on because you understand where you lie in it. You understand what will happen if you take this route or if you said this or if you made this happen. Like that responsibility, you know how it is. When we didn't have to worry about money, we was wild. Every dime we got, it was gone. Shoes, records, (laughs) Uh, cheesesteaks, toys, whatever. Heroes, four chicken wings, fried rice, extra rice, extra shrimp. Let's go. But when you had the responsibility of now knowing that you have either another mouth to feed, 
or the moves that you make within this next year will determine the career you eventually have, mm-hmm. you start to learn how to manage your efforts a lot better. And then you be, then you 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 turn yourself into something else where you match emotion with uh, discipline and responsibility, and now you you know it's just a whole nother ball game. Same thing with with Jordan. Like when Jordan first started playing, you know when he first figured out he could dunk, when he first figured out he could fly high, he was wild. He was doing his thing, but then when he once he got with the Bulls and he was having fun for the first couple of years. Then he realized the responsibility that he had to the fans and to the organization to bring something that the fans could be proud of. He turned himself into a whole nother dude. And that's when them championships start happening. Same thing with, you know, LeBron being a kid from Akron. Um, Same thing with Kobe with, you know, coming to a team and uh, expressing ultimate loyalty to, to, to the organization, like they, they turn themselves into great people because they understand a responsibility. So that's one definitely. Um, I would say, uh, uh, and this is one for me for sure, like compassion. Compassion is a big thing for me because I think that's how I end up enjoying everything. You know what I mean? Like, like uh, uh, I, I just finished watching uh, with the boys, uh, uh, Shang-Chi, and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Oh, word. What'd you think of it? Yeah. It's a good movie, yo. Man, it's a great movie. Great lessons. Um, I think it's a great storyline. I'm excited to see how he um, uh, comes together with the rest of the Avengers. Yeah. Um, and, you know, ultimately, like, I-, I tuned into that movie because it had a great family aspect. It was like, yo... You know how it is. Like everybody in the immediate family may not have their head on straight, but at every point, at well, at some point in that movie, every person a part of the family had their testimony where they can do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Even the pops, where he was terrorizing shit for thousands of years, and even in the end, he was like, "Yo, I'm 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 gonna sacrifice myself. I'm gonna let you get these rings. Go hold it down." You know what I'm saying? What? Which I'm not trying to tell. I'm not trying to tell the movie. But it's a great move. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's definitely worth, uh, you know, the price of admission. Absolutely. Right. But I think compassion is important because I think that's how we that's how we make something ours. You know what I mean? And I, I think like even with you being on radio, like you find a way to make that job and that energy yours. So when you go there, you don't feel like it's a job. You feel like it's a part of you. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I, I go to have fun and like, I mean, like I genuinely care about the listeners because right. without them, there is no show. There is no me. And even when I feel like eh, no one's paying attention, no one cares if I live or die. I go outside. Right. And people tell me how much what I do means to them. And that keeps me going because right. like, you know, even I mean, like even people that you know like you rely on to pull you out of dark places they need compassion too right yes yes because like who do they turn to you know what i mean and like it's like it's not it's not easy to like be the uplifter every day Mm -hmm. sometimes you have the world pulling from you so compassion 
it, it, it it's a reciprocal, you know, you got to reciprocate it. It goes both ways. So right. if he keeps the tank full on both sides. Definitely. My, my last one um, would be uh, awareness. It'd definitely be awareness. I, th- I think people who are aware of what's going on and, and aware of themselves, I think they end up uh, being a part of or doing some great things. Like just go, just to go back to what you said earlier, like, you know, first when you started radio, you was the, you was that guy, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you were aware that that was the road. That's what you was on. Right. And you played that part to the best of your ability. And then we got to another level, then you were aware of what that took. And through all of those stages, you were a part of something great because you were aware of where you stood in that situation. You know what I'm saying? It's a little bit different than responsibility because responsibility is directly towards you as the centerpiece. Uh, aware Awareness is more so, you know, the element of you don't have to be the centerpiece. You can be the 13th person, but you're aware of how that engine will run with you a part of it. You know what I mean? And I think anybody who who is self-aware and then also aware of other things that's happening always end up putting themselves in the best possible position. And I think that's what great personalities do is it help it, it helps you put yourself in the best possible position. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, like almost like, you know, you, you know, for people who watch basketball, if you can play the game, but also have a coach's overview. Right. Or even the, you know, the, uh, the fans mindset, you can see yep. how the game is being played and try to tell what the game needs. And it takes a lot to partition your brain to even work that way. But mm-hmm. once you master it, and I'm still working on it, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Because, like, I'm still trying to figure out the alchemy. But yeah. it, it, it changes everything, for real, yeah. for real. Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing, like, you know, you watching the chessboard from both sides. Mm-hmm. It's like you're Absolutely. you're aware of how this whole thing rolls and you understand the thought process of each person. And, and it, may, it makes for good things. And I feel like that, like, those, these, all of these traits that we name are, like, necessary for someone to um, to really have a chance in this industry because I, I watch a lot of people um, with not so great personalities and I won't say that they're not great. I would just say that they're, that they're not, they don't attach themselves to a lot of things. Like their personality will be restricted to a certain level of people and a certain right. level of opportunities. You know what I'm saying? So for me, it's like, I, I believe that everybody has their, has their opportunity to have be the best version of themselves personality wise to go out and go do their thing. My question for you is, uh, is there, was there somebody or just, if you don't want to name that person, you don't have to, because we don't slander, but was there a type of personality that you did not connect with and you realized that other people didn't connect with it as well? I mean, I just think, you know, when you're in situations where people aren't, and and, and I'm really big on like, hey, keep people on their toes, switch it up. But sometimes, you know, in this business, you'll deal with people who aren't consistent every day Mm -hmm. when they come through the door. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you're one way this day, you're another way that day. And sometimes it's hard to deal with that when you're just used to normal people with that, right. you know, like if, if that makes any sense. Right. Um, you know what I'm saying? And I know, 
I know everybody knows that one person. You know what I'm saying? Right. The where like, yo, like, yo, he was cool Tuesday. She was cool mm-hmm. Wednesday. Friday, Saturday, like, yo, they was on some yeah, shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. and like, I like, I like, you know, for lack of a better term, keep that same energy. Keep you know that same saying? energy. If you're gonna be yeah. a dick. Be a dick twenty four seven. Right. If you're gonna be. If you're going to be, uh, you know, like a cool, reasonable person that's easy to talk to, be that 24-7. Not to say that you're not supposed to have emotions or feelings or go through things. Right. But sometimes it makes it hard to thrive in certain environments when you don't know what you're dealing with from a day-to-day basis. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, especially in a business where, like, you're supposed to keep the energy and the vibe a certain way. You know what I mean? Yeah. For me, I, I just love personality consistency right right okay okay so let's get into this we've got a couple more questions uh because i know you're a busy man but i do want to talk about um name three records that had ultimate personality a part of it it could be any genre any artist i'm talking about and explain what that level of because I because I whomever is listening to this show, I want y'all to listen to whatever records we pick and I want y'all to go find them records, find these records so you can understand what ultimate personality on music in music is. You know what I mean? So just name three. If you got more, you can name more. Okay, so let's start with old dirty bastard. Um shimmy shimmy ya Brooklyn Zoo. I know you said name. Oh, Bro, that's my first one. Okay, continue. That's crazy. Yeah, that's so I mean, crazy. Like he he told you what it was through the door. You know what I mean? <sighs> so o- ODB for the win with that one. Uh, keeping it personality. Uh, you mentioned Will Smith earlier. Mm-hmm. Let's go with Girls Ain't Nothing But Trouble. Oh Even my that, god, that was like one of the first records that you kind of you know, depending on where you know what pocket of time you're from, you might have heard right. from him. Yo, with that record, not only did he tell you he could rap. Told you he could have he could tell an amazing story and have personality and charm while mm-hmm. doing it. 100%. Like you wanted to know more mm-hmm. about DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince off of hearing that record. Um, and then another record that got wild personality, which is complete opposite of all these joints, is probably I, I, I'll name a I'll name a few. Let's go mm-hmm. with Run's house, right? Oh Run yeah, who's if there was ever an opportunity on a record for somebody to just bang their chest and let you know what it was. Man. Run did that on Run's house. And DMC's on the record too, but it's Run's house. Hey. You know what I mean? He had to and fall like, back on that. that. Yeah, I mean, he robbed on it, but yep. damn, like, there's DMC's, it's Run's house. I guess he's part of that, right? They used to do that routine at shows and just, like, it would go crazy. I've, like, not only saw it on Crush Groove, but I also saw, like, tapes from them, like, doing mm-hmm. that setup before it was a record mm-hmm. and it truly was runs house no matter where they went so that level of confidence that level of like yeah. arrogant it was one of those times where it was cool to be arrogant because we are the kings of the world right now right, right. Uh, and they definitely let that bleed out on the record uh another one with personality um throughout the wazoo um little uzi verb all my friends are dead oh all my friends um right you know, because there's vulnerability there. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Uh, some level of accountability. Yeah. It's like, hey, my friends are doing drugs. All my friends are dead. 
You and, know what I mean? That was a very honest record. Like he he received backlash from, of course, the older people, but that was the moment where he's being honest about his generation. Yo, this is real. Mm-hmm. All my friends are dead. And even if they're actually physically alive, mentally, they already gone. Like that's true oh, honesty. Feel- and I love that. I love that. Yeah, um, this is kind of like a, a subterranean record. If you know, you know. De La Soul, Biddy's in a BK Lounge. Uh, off the De La Soul is Dead album. Right. Uh, as a De La Soul fan, I feel like they will never perform this song live. However, when is the last time you've heard a record where it's done from the perspective of people going to a, a Burger King and, and like getting dissed by the waitresses and having right. back and forth. It was humorous, it was skillful, and it was creative at the same time. So right. that one definitely goes up there. Uh, another personality rapper, motherfucking Slick Rick. Mona Lisa? I was gonna say that. Listen, every record Slick Rick has ever done was ultimate 100% personality. Yeah. Every record. And the fact that like, you know, he's playing all of the characters. You know what I'm saying? All, All of the it. song and just having fun with it. And it just brings you back to like that fun child that was sitting in the room, like, you know, playing with action figures. I'm going to kill you. No, you're not. I'm the bad guy. Like, it, like right. as adults, we feel like we have to lose that and grow up and not have fun. And and, and we can't be silly anymore. You spo- you're never supposed to, especially if, if you're creative, you're never supposed to lose your childlike creativity. Never. And you don't, you just don't see people doing that anymore. You, and and I will say another person personality, and you hear it on the records, even the way he like flips his ad libs, especially mm-hmm. on the new stuff with Baby Keem, Kendrick Lamar, Kendrick, one hundred percent. It is so much personality 100%. in his performances. You know, like when people mm-hmm. give out Grammys, like and the, no one ever understood. So how you how's best rap song and best rap performance? There's a fucking difference, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, you could rap, but some of these people be on his records turning in a performance and and uh and k-dot be doing just that you know with the different voices and just even being as skillful as he is and what he's saying is just not everybody's capable of just going full-on shakespearean with it and he does that right right man so that now you made my three hard because you picked two of my joints Slick Rick, every record from Slick Rick is shimmy shimmy y'all. I was going to pick Brooklyn Zoo, which is my number one favorite record of all time out of all genres, is Brooklyn Zoo. Here's that. Yo, I used to but, listen to that before I would go do battles. You know what listen, I'm saying? Like, yo, it was just I the cockiness. It. I it was love just special. it. So now I got to change my joints. Okay, so one that you didn't pick that I'm definitely picking is uh, Gangstar DeWitt. You know what I'm saying? Mm. With Nice and Smooth, Gangstar. Listen, Guru, listen. First off, Nice and Smooth is one of my all-time favorite groups. Ultimate, per- when you talk about two different souls to come together to make a powerhouse, like, yo, Nice and Smooth was really that. Was really that. We got to be cousins Greg nice, bro. Man. Because I feel the same way about Nice and Smooth to the point where I had a birthday party a couple years ago and uh-huh. I, like, paid the king's ransom to have Nice and Smooth come perform. Come on, because man. I felt, I felt like, first time I almost got robbed was to go buy Nice and Smooth's first tape. But, hey, listen. Hey, I'm telling you, it's real. I left my Philly at home. Do you, you have, have another? another? 
I want to get blunted, my brother. Come on, man. Yeah, yo, yo nice. Greg, nice. And to this day, they both are the same dudes that they were back then. Like, Smooth B is just as eccentric as ever. Greg Nice is as animated as ever. That's what I'm saying. And it's just... Man, and I'm mad at myself that I didn't think of those two. Like, yes, you're at That was right. my joint for sure. Like, I, I still play that to this day. You know, every now and then, I just turn on my YouTube YouTube in my room, and I go through, like, this whole four hours of watching old school videos. And that's mm-hmm. definitely one that I definitely put on my on my mark. Uh, what's my next one? Um, damn it, you picked so many good ones, man. Um, let me see. Uh... uh Oh, 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 uh, 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 damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it. uh, 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 Rhymes, a, a combination between, uh, uh, put your hands on my eyes, can see, and woo you know what I'm saying? That yeah. hit you with the limbs of what you're seeing, yo. Chili with my eyes, really with the dip. come on, it's too the much epitome of personality and, and still cooking them. Listen, still, it's on, like ELE2 is crazy, crazy. You have to realize that Buster went through, he went through four eras of lyrical transformation and nailed every one. The first one, very aggressive, you know, uh, speed up, slow down style. The second one was when he went solo with uh, The Coming, mm-hmm. was when he started flipping more styles, but it was more ad-lib heavy. You know he would rhyme uh, like over his over his uh, last bar. That then the third one was when he started hitting the fast button. You know what I mean. Then the last one was was just ultimate was just ultimate lyricism. He went through four eras of flavor and always put his personality a part of every one. But Not everybody is capable of reinvention at that level either. Oh so, my you know, god! Like, to understand what it takes to know how to reinvent yourself. And do it where you're not playing yourself. Right. It's not the right. easiest task to pull off. Right. So the ability to know when to reinvent and successfully reinvent yourself without playing yourself. Mm-hmm. Not everybody's been able to pull that off. And he's done it fairly seamlessly. Right. Right. And, and you know, also another guy that I want to mention, this is my last one. And I have to respectfully give his whole catalog this layout of ultimate personality everything uh red man oh red man. yeah yeah red man is also another person who y'all talking about so many albums i'm talking about every album is a different style at least the first four yeah. and he's ultimate personality you know he's one of the first guys who uh, for well, first skinny guys who admitted to loving big chicks, like I love mm-hmm. that. I love all of that. You know what I mean? Very creative videos, like same thing, like like how your videos come out. Very creative, very energetic, very slapstick, um, and just bars everywhere. Like I don't heard every level of bar you could possibly hear from Redman, and and his tones are so crazy. I mean, just take Superman Lover. Let's just say yeah. we want to use Superman Lover. All versions, like. Every version is just a pleasure. Number two is my favorite. Superman level two. But every version is my favorite. You know what I'm saying? Yo, and even when you listen back to old Red Man, because it usually goes in reverse. Yeah. Usually your voice gets deeper as you, like, progress in the bit. Like, he, yo, Red Man ready to rock rough rhymes. Now it's Red Man. You know, like, it's, it's higher. Right. Yeah. 
tonality. I, but I think at that time when he came out, like everybody wanted to, because the crazy, like my earlier, like aside from the very first shit I recorded as a kid, right? In right. seventh grade. My eighth grade, ninth grade, 10th grade stuff. Right. Sounded like a 30 something year old. Because eh. I wanted to sound older. So like, right. I think a lot of times people like in a certain pocket of time was adding extra weight to their voice just to make them sound, you know, like, you know, heavier or just bigger than they were. But like, yo, right. and it still sounds great on these records. Man, he he goes in. He goes in. Last thing before before we go, because I definitely want to plug all the new things that you got going. You know what I'm saying? Starting with the music, for sure. Yes, sir. So listen, um, you know, Action Park is out right now. Uh, the next body of work that's coming does feature some production from my man, Polly Rob, as well as local astronauts, man. Big things on the way. Um, yo, I got a record I recorded the other day that's just nutso. And I just can't wait to start like microdosing people this new music mm-hmm. and um and just getting back out into an open world. You know, we've spent the last 18 plus months kind of bunkered in halfway right. in the streets, halfway out of the streets. So, you know, I'm ready to shake the ring rust off and get back out there, man. Catch me in LA October 29th for Cool Keith. Ooh, um, and uh and you know and also in some other places man follow me on ig just to tap in with everything else that i got going on and i, I can't wait to meet everybody like face to face for real for real and, and i gotta say this like the morning hustle is taking off y'all going crazy right now hey man you gotta you gotta make the noise and be heard because it's a wide open lane and we were working it's almost like all right so we started our show two months before pandemic started. Right, right. So that was no easy feat. Y'all, like but we, y'all battled through all of that for sure. We y'all got it all. all. That and, I, and I feel like, yo, like it, it, when it's all said and done, when we write the book, you got some crazy stories to tell. Because like, yo, we, we did something that has never been done under the circumstances that we did it in. Right. And and we're starting to see the fruits of our labor. Like we got some ratings back the other day from some markets, and it was like, all right, let's go, Man, you know. And listen, um, y'all got it. Yeah, and and the thing is, just like you know, you know, like, you know, pat yourself on the back for the minor successes, but just know that hey, do it again tomorrow, right? And, and keep going. So like, my thing is, I'm never complacent, even when people felt like I made it when I was on the night show. I never felt like I made it, right. When I got on TV, I never felt like I made it. Right, more. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, there's always a higher level to achieve and and a higher plateau to reach, and I'm gonna keep reaching for it. You know what I mean? Right. And like, you know, I'm knocking off my little bucket list things that I want to do, which is scary because they're like they were really ridiculous things, and a lot of these things are happening. So now I have to make more ridiculous bucket lists, uh, just to get it rocking. So like, right. uh, you know, it's funny because. You three have a, a great, great synergy of how y'all run the show. Like, y'all can literally put that on and just rock. And even the updates that, uh, what's her name? What, uh, is it Lori? L'Oreal? Yeah, L'Oreal. She does, she's the one that does the updates, right? Uh, well, like entertainment news updates. Well, yeah, the entertainment news, yeah. Yeah, like she does, like, you know, more like, uh, like gossip. Right. She be killing. Like, her perspectives be the same thing that I be on. She be like, look. Y'all wilding off this, and I love, I love it, I love it. 
I love yeah, it. Man. Like I, I, you know, it was always scary to know if we was going to be able to catch lightning in a bottle twice mm-hmm. because I felt like the Ricky Smiley Morning Show was really like the perfect storm of right, like, the right personalities and characters captured right. into a room. And even though like some of the characters changed over the years, but mm-hmm. you know, the core, the nucleus, like, yo, like, wow, how could we ever assemble another team that is even like, you know, close to this talented again. And right. we lucked up again with the morning hustle. Yeah. And, and we're only like, oh, we're not even two years in. So the more this thing continues to go and grow, the craziest going to get, and um, and the more autonomous we're gonna be, cause like you know we, we all hungry and we all like you know strive yeah. for more, and like you know we nobody in that room lazy. So I, that's what I love. Facts. Even, down to the, even down to the producers, you know what I mean? Facts. I mean, just sidebar. Whatever L'Oreal did within the couple months, she be looking so stunning. <laughs> she Jesus Christ. See, Maybe like, she was yeah, just co- waiting for the time to blossom, but. Kudos to her. She do her thing. You know what I'm saying? See, the COVID weight didn't hit everybody bad. Some people right. actually thrived in the uh, in the pandemic. I, I, I'm not even gonna lie. Aside from all the, the unfortunate deaths, I had, I had a couple. You know, just people I know. Um, and you know, aside from that, uh, pandemic been good to me. I've been working. I've been getting you know, to it. One thing I said, like Rob been outside the whole time. Whole like, you know time getting to it. I got my mask on. But right, I'm outside. But, I'm I'm spraying Lysol people's eyeball. The work I'm outside. continued. Continue. I can play no game. And you got to realize, like, you know, I, I have not worked a regular job in 16 years. Least, I get it. When, you when know, you're a boss like that, you, you <laughs> I mean, gotta, you not even gotta, that. Like, you got to open shop, though. You know, I get it. <laughs> no, I, I mean, it, it's just not like that. But it's just like, I've been training for this whole moment. I'm already in the studio the whole time. When people say, yo, the restaurant's cutting down, I'm making steaks in the back. We're talking about the movies are shut down. Yo, I got a 70-inch on the wall. We, we talk, I'm good. Everybody good, yeah. Dude, it's, it's equivalent to somebody being in the army with a piss bucket, a bunch of cans of, of beans. I'm ready for war. I'm ready for what yeah. y'all got to throw at me. See, what affected me the most is the fear of getting it and passing it to other people. I always felt yeah. I was healthy enough yeah. to where like I could withstand most that the universe throws my way. But like yeah. the last thing I wanted to do is like get it, be asymptomatic. Yeah, give it to your kids people about, yeah. who can't take it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it ended up getting me well after right. the fact. But by the time I had the vaccine, so I, like it didn't, I didn't, you know, it wasn't really, it was light. It was light yeah. for me. I, I, I think I got it early. I think I got it before the shit hit because the year before, like that November or whatever, I was sick as a dog. I was terrible. And, and yeah. I was sick for about four weeks. And then I snapped out of it just before December. And then next March, everybody like, oh, pandemic, what's going on? I'm like, yo, I've just experienced that. So I think that's why I'm good now. And, you know, I take my CMOS and my vitamins and do my workouts. You know, you know, I'll be good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Shout out to I feel like that regimen really does help some people. Yes, like, it does. I, mean, I feel like there's some people who will, who can do absolutely nothing, go outside real face and will be completely fine. Mm-hmm. There's some people who like fortify themselves with vitamins, CMOS, they'll be fine. And then there's like the other people like, yeah, you need to get the vaccine. Uh, the vaccine's not gonna hundred percent work for you. I we're all figuring this shit out. In real yeah, time. You and know you know I mean? it's funny. What one of my homegirls, uh, and she's a nurse. She's in Detroit. Uh, she said one thing that um that was uh 
that was shocking. She was like, yo, she was like, you know that line we used to say when we was young, uh, dirt don't hurt. Everybody go feel that shit during the pandemic. Cause she was like, the people who it hurts the most are the people who have weaker immune systems. Like right. there's there's those people, and then there's other people who, you know, respectfully speaking, they've been away from the bacteria or whatever the elements of dirt so long that their body no longer knows how to fight it. So a lot of the kids or the people who've been rough around the edges a little bit that just dive into it, when they get it, they know their body is fighting it because they constantly fighting some level of dirt or bacteria off anyway. So that's the sucky part about it. That's why they say like when you when like a lot of the elderly people when they're covered in the mask and they're away from people and they're, 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 they're very sterilized in the area. Like once they get it, it's almost damn near like death to find because they're not used to their body's no longer used to it for the most part. So it's a lot, it's a lot to handle, man. Yeah. But hopefully everybody may you know, just, you know, maintain some level of safety about themselves and, yeah. you know, yeah. we don't lose too many more people and I'm just definitely excited to be moving back around again. Yeah. You know, pressing I, the flesh and, you know, and yeah. seeing the people in real time. I'm already on some give me six feet anyway. Don't, why are you too close? You too close to me. Right. If, 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 if it's not a woman and we dating, you're too close to me. Get away from me. You know what I'm saying? That last thing before I go, because I know you got more stuff to do. I have to ask. I can't not ask this question. You on the show. So you went on a retreat. Yeah. Continue. Yeah, so um, as much on, as you can say, I, I went on three actually at this point now. Uh-huh. So, uh, I've been hearing about ayahuasca for years, right. uh, you know, and a lot of times you see it, you'll see something about it, like maybe like on a TV show or mm-hmm. you know, a sitcom, like or like you know, like I first saw something about it on the show Shameless. Mm-hmm. He sent Frank Gallagher to uh-huh. like an ayahuasca retreat, and like you know, he threw up and just had like a some sort of like religious epiphany and epiphany, and I think even Chelsea Handler had a show called Chelsea Does Drugs. And right. one of the things she did was ayahuasca. Mm-hmm. Now, the popular belief is, oh, ayahuasca is a drug. It's a you know terrible hallucinogenic. No, it's not actually. It's a plant. Mm-hmm. Um, and but I guess so is cocaine, right? Once you like right. treat it and do a bunch of stuff to it. But ayahuasca is a, a ancient plant that's been around for thousands of years. Okay. Right. Um, based in South America, uh, basically shamans make tea out of it. They even can like give it to you in in, uh, in capsule form so you can microdose it right. just so you can always have the medicine in you. And what it does is it opens your third eye all the way up. Like, mm. whoa, to where you're able to see things that you weren't typical typically able to see right. and also communicate on a spiritual level. And the crazy thing is it affects everybody differently right. because it gives you what you need. Right. Not what Thanks. you think you want. Because, like, I had a friend who went, and his experience was lit. But it was different than my experience. Mm-hmm. And my experience was lit. Right. I wanted his experience for when I went the second time. Right. But that's not what, that's not what it's Mother Ayo wanted me to have. Right. She wanted me to have another experience. So, you know, I talk about it super in-depth in my podcast, Head Crack mm-hmm. After Hours. Facts. Because it, it, it's just a lot to unpack. and. What I will say is, you know, if anybody who's dealing with PTSD, coping with like personal losses, like people mm-hmm. that you're missing, or even if you just feel like you don't know the answers to who you are anymore right. and what your purpose is, 
this thing could give you a, a whole new lease on life. And the cool thing is, like, I know the popular belief is you have to leave the country to go do it. Not true. Mm-hmm. There is a, um, there, there's shot, especially like, you know, in California, there's somebody right. doing an ayahuasca ceremony right now. Right. Facts. Like once you, once you in the family, everybody talk to each other. And, mm-hmm. and, it, and the dope thing is it's so communal that like once like you go on your first retreat, nine times out of 10, you will be rocking with these people for like a while, mm-hmm. a long time. Like I, I stay in constant contact with the, the group that I went on this retreat with. And then when I went on a second retreat, it was a lot of the same people from the first group. And there's right. some new people. And then the right. third one I went on, even more people and some of the people from before. So, you know, it may be time for some of you, you to try it. And maybe it's not time. You know when it's your time to go. But, right. you know, do the research. Um, it's not like a bunch of people tripping out in the woods looking at shapes and shit. Right. It, is, uh, it is a spiritual thing. That right. you have to like, you know, do like a seven day like preparation for just to get your mind, body, and soul right to even go do, mm. and it's overseen by a shaman who will make sure that you are protected, right, and and that you're good, and you know, because there's some people, man, we're dealing with, we're repressing shit, and we don't even know it, right, exactly, right, you know, and I I've learned to be okay with death. I know how it feels to die, mm-hmm. and I'm okay with it. Right. Even the people that I lost. I like I missed my mother and my grandmother more than I missed anybody and anything in the world. And I, I'm now okay with it. Right. Because I know how it felt when they transitioned and what they felt was the most beautiful experience one could ever experience. Mm. And I I will never be able to replicate that feeling that they felt until I die. Right. You know what I mean? So so like and and I got to experience that on my first ayahuasca retreat. And on my second one was diff- a different experience from that one. And my third one was an even more different experience from that one. Right. And and when I was going to the third one, I was like, yeah, I'm done. I don't need to do this anymore. And then after the third experience, I was like, yeah, so I'll probably go back in three months. Or so. You're right. <laughs> you know, because it's almost like you're reading a good-ass book and you're unlocking yeah. more chapters. Exactly. Just when you thought the story was done, like, oh, there's more to the story. Right. I'm right. still learning. Right. So, you know, tap in. Check it out. Maybe it's for you. Maybe it's not. You know, check out Headcrack After Hours, the podcast. I spent an hour talking about each experience. Actually, I spent an hour talking about each night off of the first retreat. I haven't mm. even, like, followed up and done the the, uh, the additional episodes about retreat number two and retreat number three. Man, you got you to gotta dig in. Listen, everybody, y'all better tune into his podcast some of the illest content you will ever, ever indulge in. Make sure you plug Headcrack. I appreciate you being on the show. You already know it's an honor for me. me, And plug all your social media, everything that people need to watch because they need to follow you. They need to tune in. H-E-A-D-K-R-A-C-K on everything. YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. I'm somewhat on TikTok. (laughs) Uh, Fan base. Uh, You uh, already said YouTube. Spotify. Check out Action Park. It's out available now. And uh, yo, check out the joint by my man Polly Rob and uh Baju produced on there. It's called Save a Life, featuring my Save man A1 life. crashing. And we got more big tunes coming on the way, man. Can't wait Let's to tap go. In. I'm actually finna head to uh Crashing's uh dispensary. He got a game night over there at the dispensary. So I'm finna go over there, get a couple edibles, play some games. That's what's up? You know, just all survive shit. You know, I'll take you over there once you get to LA. My man, tell Crash I said what up, yo. Off top, man. Blessings. I appreciate y'all tuning in. 
This is an epic, epic moment right here, man. And make sure y'all keep tuning in to the Poly Rob podcast, you know what I mean, on all your podcast platforms, including YouTube. And, uh, you know, this is what we do, man. Peace and blessings. Enough respect, fam. God bless, bro. Yes, sir. Work long.